Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. My name is Anthony. And my name is Chris. Hi Chris. How you doing? Sorry I had to yawn right when you asked me. Yeah, no, um, I'm doing well. <laughs> I, uh, It's a weekend. We don't usually record on the weekends. We like to shove our hobbies onto work days, you know, when we have other mm-hmm. things to do, so we're always in a rush. Uh, so it's been nice. Yes, we, re- we recorded yesterday. We're recording today on a, on a lovely Sunday. And by lovely, I mean cold as crap. It's okay. It's not bad. <laughs> I hate the cold. I need to, I should move. I complain about the <laughs> weather too much. I should probably leave. Maybe you should. Maybe you should get the hell out of here. There is no hell here right now. It is cold. <laughs> and just to be, just for full disclosure, for the uh, the listeners, the fans out there, when I say it's cold, it's 47 degrees. <laughs> definitely. Tight. I was definitely raised in Texas. Um, I'm sure there are other parts of the world of America where it is much, much colder. I think if uh, I think you can define anything as cold when it reaches less than half what your body's regular temperature is. This is like, barely there. Like what is it? Ninety eight point six, ninety eight point seven, or something? Mm. No, this, this is full- just just under. Yeah, just oh. under half. And next weekend, well, next Thursday and Friday, it's supposed to get in the seventies again. So that'll be nice. Well, I got bad news. I'll for get you. out and do a bunch of yard chores. I've got very bad news for you today. Oh, what's that? Well, it gets down to thirty uh, thirty four degrees. Tonight. Oh, tonight? So yeah. Have fun yeah. with that. Overnight's been freezing. That's why I live inside. But we're not here to talk about the weather. We're not a weather forecasting podcast, which would be sure. probably the most useless podcast. A podcast <laughs> that you have to download or stream every day to figure out what the weather is instead of just, you know, binging it like a normal person. We are the sci-fi wise guys. We break down, riff on, review, and generally just talk about science fiction, visual entertainment media. Uh, so that's movies, television shows, shorts. If it's science fiction or science fiction adjacent, we'll eventually talk about it. Eventually. Eventually. <laughs> yeah, eventually. In this life or the next. So what are we here to talk about today, Chris? If I remember correctly, I think we are here to discuss the entirety of the Matrix franchise. And in fact, what we should do is we should release this episode on a Friday. Oh. And call it Franchise Friday. Um, oh, so is this, is this another bit that we're going to do once and then never do again? Uh, sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Awesome. All right. Franchise yeah. Friday. I'll, I'm just throwing pot in a wall and seeing what sticks. Okay. Sure. So. Sure. So this is, we originally were going to just review Matrix Resurrections, but I personally hadn't seen the first Matrix in over a decade and wow. I had never seen the second or third ones. So I watched all of them. Uh, I watched the three leading up to the, the release of Resurrections. I didn't like binge them. I watched them over a couple of weeks. So all of this is very fresh in my mind. So I posited, I suggested that we just, we do Matrix Revisited. <laughs> um, but apparently we're doing, instead we're doing Franchise Fridays uh, to Matrix, chat about it. Now, did you? The Matrix. Oh, you know what the title should this episode be? First Impressions Matrix, Matrix Resurrections. No, no, no. The Matrix <laughs> Reviewed. <laughs> oh nice <laughs> reviewed i like it i like it done now you also rewatched some of if not all of the matrix films correct I, once a year i watched the first two we're just gonna go ahead and spoil my opinion uh right now um in my opinion like at the time they were the only two that were worth watching so no. yeah it doesn't i mean the second I, and third I, ones kind of bleed together I, well, I've never seen the Matrix Revolutions until this year. When I say this year, I mean 
which was the third one. Um, Revelations? No, Revolutions. I'm looking right at it. Thank Revolutions? You. Um, I had never seen the third one until... Um, it is Revolutions. Friday night. I don't know why I had that stuck in my head wrong. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, so it, the third one's it, new, the fourth one's new, the other are two fresh are fresh. In my mind. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, I had watched the first one and thought, hey, this isn't that great, which is, <laughs> I know, not uh, the most popular of opinions. And everyone who was a fan of the first one always talked about how the, the next two were not as good. And I thought, well, I don't like the first one. Why would I watch the next two if even the fans are telling me they're not as good? So let's, I think the, I mean, I think the best place to start is at the beginning. So to give a blurb, for okay, well, the matrix the, a computer processor is a rock that humanity is taught oh not that far back <laughs> no not all the way not back that to the far beginning. back oh, oh okay, no cool. <laughs> no not not quite i mean we can we could talk about the creation of the microchip later uh the matrix released in 1999 uh, when a beautiful stranger leads computer hacker neo to a forbidding underworld he discovers the shocking truth dash dash the life he knows is the elaborate deception of an evil cyber intelligence. Okay. This has got an 8.7 with almost 2 million uh, ratings on IMDb. Uh, you rewatch it once a year, so I feel kind of stupid asking, you like this movie? Yeah. Uh, I have often said, if there were any movie that I could watch again for the first time, I think it would probably be The Matrix. Hmm. I saw this movie in theaters in 1999. I was in ninth grade. Very cool back then. Uh, it, just at the the peak of what I would consider my budding interest in action movies. Like, because I remember as a child watching the trailers and seeing it in commercials, and I was like, "What the heck is this movie?" Right? Yeah. Like, he's dodging bullets. People are running on walls. They're freezing time. Like all that kind of cool stuff. But yeah, no, I th I think the I think the first Matrix movie is a masterpiece of cinema, and un unfortunately, that's really. The only masterpiece in this franchise, so that's <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was tipping my hat, tipping my hat a little early there. <laughs> so I did not see this when it released. I saw it sometime later, and maybe I would have liked it if I saw it in the theater when I was thirteen, fourteen years old, and it would have impacted my movie going experience. My also action movies, right? Getting into action films when I'm in a teenager, but instead I saw everything that it influenced first. <laughs> And so this kind of, it fell a little short. Rewatching it recently, for the first time in over a decade, I still didn't really care for it. The action scenes are really good. The cinematography is second to none. I, I love all the little things, the Wachowskis? What the, I think it's the Wachowskis. I loved the all the little things that the Wachowskis did with mirrors, with reflections, right? Like showing a scene off of Morpheus' glasses or something along those lines. That's really, really cool. The noir vibe, fantastic. The action, it's 1999. It is really, really, really good for 1999. Like you can definitely tell where The Matrix happened and now cheesy action movies just changed, right? Like martial arts and gunplay and all that. It's still, they still have bottomless clips. I mean, they still shoot 30 rounds out of a, I don't know, a 15 round pistol. All right, well, I mean, it's a, it's a computer simulation. You're able to manipulate the simulation, yeah? <laughs> well, sure, it's, they can do whatever they want. They can do whatever they want, and they could even die. But I feel like, and maybe I'm just not quite getting it. Like, I, I'm willing to be wrong in this case. Unlike Dune, I'm willing to be wrong in this case. But, like, he gets infected with a computer bug, 
And then the very next scene is it being removed. There's, there's, and that's just a small example. There's a lot of things where you get the setup and then the payoff right away. There's no real long-term storytelling. It's just a series of events that keep happening to Neo. Then the movie ends. And I, I just, I don't know. I just feel like from a story standpoint, it doesn't quite add up. But from a, from the flash of an action film, just as a popcorn flick, absolutely great film. Fantastic. You can't take away its, its legacy. I just found the story kind of lackluster. Well, let me hit you with some facts. Yeah, sure. On Rotten Tomatoes, The Matrix is sitting at 88% fresh, certified fresh, based on 159 reviews, audience score of 85% based on 250,000 ratings, critics consensus thanks to the Wachowskis' imaginative vision. The Matrix is a smartly crafted combination of spectacular action and groundbreaking special effects. Metacritic, The Matrix is sitting at 73%. Metascore, and then a 9.0 user score. Yeah. I get I'm a dissenter. I understand that. Well, it's not necessarily that you're a dissenter. I get the pushback on the storytelling. This is one of the very few movies, I think, in which being like, or Neo is our stand-in, right? Like, the whole idea of The Matrix in its meta-commentary is that everything, like, nothing is real, right? Your perception, like, what you perceive as reality becomes reality because you choose to believe that it's your reality. So, in in all things, first of all, <laughs> I wanted to say something a second ago. Uh, bugs usually get removed from computers that quickly. I just want to point that out. Uh, <laughs> since Neo, since we are Neo, we're the driving force, right? Like it's everything up until the end of the movie when he flies off screen. It's it's messing with your brain. Like, and I think that's eventually what comes. Like the storytelling as the tri- as the quadrilogy. As the series, quadrilogy, saga. As the franchise, as the franchise progresses, even in the Animatrix. Did you actually watch the Animatrix? I did not watch the Animatrix. I I wanted to, but I I burnt out on Matrix. Sorry. That's fine. No, I watched it this morning. Everything about it is a, it's a design to mess with your head. Like what's real, what's not. Like, is Neo a real person? Is he the one? Everything about the first one teaches you about doubt. But the story isn't that good. (laughs) So... So it might be a product of me watching it way later, like way after the fact, and everyone has spoiled the crap out of it. And the scene with the Neo stopping bullets, which is literally the climax of the movie, is shown on television to advertise that they're going to show the movie later, right? Like maybe maybe it's a product of the marketing where I didn't get most of that. I get that Neo's our stand-in. I like I I guess I'm I'm not asking those questions while I'm watching it, and that and that could just be like we said because I watched it in my 20s as opposed to when I was 13 and after it had been spoiled for me. I think the Wachowskis are probably better world builders than they are storytellers. Sure. Because the idea of the Matrix as an intellectual property I think is fascinating. But as you you just watched the the last three, yeah, you can tell that the storytelling does not get better and in fact somehow gets worse. And oh, is that what you think? I don't... I Like, I really just... My favorite part of the Matrix is doing stuff in the Matrix. Everything, like everything else outside of it, is secondary. I don't like. I don't necessarily care about Zion. I don't necessarily care about flying around in these rust buckets, mm. where their only defense against machines is uh, electromagnetic pulse. Okay, well, <laughs> how hard is it to go EMP somebody? Uh, I don't know. I, in my opinion, the Matrix is a franchise as a series that nails it in the first attempt. And then every other attempt afterwards is mediocre at best. Okay, so let's let's get into the second one then, as we're going through these fairly quickly. 
Uh, the Matrix Reloaded, uh, early 2003, 7.2 on IMDb with half as many uh, ratings. <laughs> I liked this movie way more than I liked the first one. And some of it might be because it wasn't spoiled. I actually do like Zion. I actually enjoyed the time outside of the Matrix a lot more than my time in the Matrix, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, the overall, the the world building just goes from this tiny ship of people that the there might be other stuff to this huge, just massive, well, probably too massive underground city. And there's other ships and captains and there's the internal politics. Like the, the world building just took off for me. And I really enjoyed the doubt from Neo and from everyone else. Like he doesn't believe in himself, but he still goes and does all the things. I liked the kind of rogue programs, like adding on to that side of the of the lore. There's a lot that gets added on. The fight scenes are just as good, if not better, um, with some of the uh, some of the different abilities that are shown. I watched this on Hulu, and for the second and the third movies, the scenes that are 100% CGI are a lower resolution <laughs> than the rest of the film, which is a product of 2003. And them doing full-on CGI fights or sequences along with film. And so it it was a little jarring at first. So that that is maybe a small detractor from it. Maybe it doesn't age as well as the first one. Um, but I liked the the lore building. I liked the extra the story. I was much more invested in it. It felt a lot more personal. And the first one, it feels like Neo is just kind of being dragged along through this stuff until he flies inside of an agent something that he never does again and then that's the end of the movie right um i liked the juxtaposition of you know matrix or the of neo being the one agent smith being the many uh and them coming at odds because of that well um and this is kind of bleeding into the third one as they they came out the same year Mm -hmm. they're more or less a part one part two revolutions later 2003 it's got a 6.8 you know, we can see the ratings kind of slowly going down. People were dropping off. But while I think the first movie can definitely live off of the action sequences and the all the special effects, the second two have, I think they have a better story. They have a much more interesting sci-fi story. And you couldn't tell that story without the first movie. I mean, it's definitely a, a full trilogy, a complete trilogy. But well, I guess I'm going to be a little bit... Um, I'm just going to disagree with everybody. And I think that the second and the third movies <laughs> are better than the first one. Uh, the first one's a great prologue. I don't think you disagree with everybody. Matrix Reloaded has a 73% certified fresh tomato meter rating. Audience score of 72% with a Metacritic score of 62. And then a user score of 7.3. So saying that you disagree with everybody that they're not good, I think is a factually incorrect mm. statement. Well, I think I'm disagreeing with everyone when I say that they're better than the first one. I think even the people who are going to say the second and third ones are good, most I've never met anyone who thinks that they're better than the first Matrix. The Matrix Revolutions has a tomato meter score of 35% rotten oh, wow. and a 60% audience score um, with a Metacritic score of 47 and then uh, a user score of 5.0. My wife, in fact, likes the third one more than the second mm-hmm. one. Um, which is really interesting because for me, again, I don't, this is going to sound like a, like a gatekeeping action movies. Cause I'm not listeners. I don't care about the extra story. I'm here to see like a cool mind bending action film. And even if you dig into some of their other work, the Wachowskis, I mean, if you just look at their filmography, they've made some interesting stuff. 
they wrote and produced V for Vendetta, which is a really fun movie. They <laughs> they made Speed Racer, which, you know, I'll go to bat for Speed Racer. I think that's I think the Speed Racer is actually a really good movie. People they really they really don't like that. Sure. And then Jupiter Ascending, which is a movie that is good and bad somehow for the same exact reasons yeah <laughs> like ev- everything about jupiter ascending is fantastic like the world like i said the world building like the like the internal message or the underlying message about how consumerism and indulgence and all that stuff the thing with jupiter ascending is that the wachowskis got to do whatever they wanted and they didn't have a good editor <laughs> and, a, and an executive producers or whatever re- reining them in a little bit and if we want to talk about message for a moment I actually really, I think that's part of the reason I really enjoy the like each Matrix movie more than the previous one in the original trilogy. I like the idea that, oh, he's the one he's going to free us. Oh, yeah, he's one of a line of ones. This is his sixth, I think they say. Reincarnation, if you will. And how everything is just a, a way of controlling the Matrix, controlling Zion, controlling people, mm-hmm. and his role within it. And then finally, kind of breaking free of it, the the different roles of the programs, like it's just, it's such an, I get what you're saying where the first movie is an action movie, you know, it's supposed to be just fun and enjoyable to watch in that genre. I think the second two movies are much more science fiction films that also happen to be action, if that makes sense. No, I agree with that. I think that in the first movie, the science fiction bits of it, The Matrix itself is just a, a... a vehicle to get us some really cool action scenes. How does this person jump off walls and stuff? Well, <laughs> everything's fake. You know, let's let's just do it. Well, it's not fake. Uh, it's, it's a fake program. Enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well at the time, right? And then later, whatever. Overall, I think that the Matrix trilogy is fantastic. I'm really happy that they released this fourth one because it made me go back and watch these that I'd never seen before. Simply because I wanted to see a new Keanu Reeves movie. Uh, so that, that I'm really, really happy about that. I really enjoyed it overall. I think that they're all worth watching. I don't understand how you could watch the second one and then not immediately want to see the third one as it finishes out the story. That's weird. It's weird, man. But overall, I didn't, I, I, I didn't like I, the way it ended. <laughs> fair enough. Well, yeah, but then you keep watching to see if it ends differently. It didn't end. That's the thing. It didn't, the second movie doesn't end. It has it to be continued. Let's be honest. It's like it watching the it's like watching the first part of the of a two part episode and then just being like the movie. I didn't ended. like the ending. I'm like, well, the, cre- the credits rolled. They did roll, and then the and then and then I had to leave the theater, so it ended. Fair enough. This, this, there wasn't an intermission. The second, the third one didn't immediately start. No, it ended. But I'm just, it's like, <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't choose. I didn't prefer the direction that the story went. Oh sure. But saying you didn't like the way it ended, you could say, oh, I wasn't into the story. I didn't care to finish it. It's different than saying, I didn't like the way it ended. I feel it's the same thing. It's different. <laughs> I, I, I disagree. It, you can do the same thing in a book series. You can do the same thing in a video game series, sure. television show. Like You can do all those things. But you mentioned that you rewatch it every year, which means you enjoy the story. You just don't like the ending. Everything's not adding up. I prefer all the action scenes all up until the end of the second movie. And then I just stop watching after Keanu Reeves turns into a weird rubber person. They went, they found the guy (laughs) who was in charge of Blade 2's special effects and they gave him too much money because I I don't not enough depending (laughs) like the scene on the, the scene on the uh, freeway 
amazing. Like it's oh, it's yeah. great. Like the fight with the Merovingian and his his people, great. Um, right up until like I said, Neo turns into a rubber person when he's fighting all the Smiths. Awesome. The literally the second Neo turns into Emperor Palpatine, I stop watching the movie. Like I, li- I I literally do. Like that's my problem is I just hate the way the story went. And I didn't want to watch the third one because I like, like you can't go back. You can't put the genie back in the bottle. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, okay. I didn't want to, I didn't want to watch it afterwards. You've watched the third one now before mm-hmm. we talk about resurrections. How did you like it? Yay. Nay. What did it, was it as good? How's the action? If that's all you want to talk about, like whatever, eh, whatever you like. Just, eh. I think that my big issue is it might just be the science fiction story. So when you mm. say that you you enjoyed how Neo is the latest in the line of the one, right? And that it's it's just it's been a cycle of control. There's an architect. Like I just I don't like I don't like that. Like I don't like the idea of it like and now that ties into the the whole point of the meta commentary is that yeah. there is no choice. They even explain that in the fourth movie when they're, they're like, it's the blue pill, red pill situation again. When you hand somebody who is already aware that something is wrong, right? Like you already know what choice they're going to make. So why even give them the choice? Well, it's an illusion, right? Mm. You want them to have the idea that they're making a decision when they're actually not. That's cool. I just didn't want that. That's that's just me. I just I, I did not prefer that story. Okay. It's, I mean, it's, and I don't even, I don't want to say it's necessarily well told or not well told because it becomes very much, literally becomes part of the movie um, towards the end where they decide that, hey, you and me, we're going to go visit this robot city. Cool. Right. And then they shoot up into the sky. And then at that point, Trinity literally has no choice. Spoilers if you haven't seen it. Don't stop listening to the podcast and go watch them. Jeez, dumb dumbs. Go watch the first three. Yeah. Yeah, and then they crash into that building. Like she had no choice. She could. She had a choice. She could. She could have not come along at all. No, she had to. Nah. No, right. because if she hadn't, Neo never would have made it. Because Smith would have killed him. Right on the, but, on the ship. But she still had a. She had a choice. I don't know if that's the best example. I I understand what you're saying. I don't want to get nitpicky about the individual examples of it. And man, if we want to watch 15 minutes of the matrix at a time and then spend 30 <laughs> minutes breaking each 15 minutes down, we probably could, we could probably do a year long podcast yeah. on all of that. It'd be really yeah. easy. <laughs> so we got to, we, I know we're going to, it'll edit down, but we've been talking for 30 minutes about the matrix and where we stand on the original trilogy that is now almost 20 years old. Right. I mean, we did, we did talk about three movies. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. I'm just saying that's the baseline. They released a new one. I watched it on HBO Max. Did you watch it in theater or HBO? No, I watched on uh, HBO Max, yes. HBO, okay. Matrix Resurrections, because there's multiple resurrections, and they had to keep with a, an R word. We we lost a Wachowski along the way, a movie just directed by Lana. Is it Lana? Lena? Lana, right? Yeah, L-A-N-A. Not Lily. No, not, yeah, not not Lily. <laughs> There you go. We have Lily Wachowski and not Lily Wachowski. <laughs> Before we get into first impressions, just quickly giving the facts. I'm just going to belt these out here. The Matrix Resurrections is sitting at a 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb with about 150,000 reviews. Rotten Tomatoes has it at 64% fresh with a 63% audience score. And then rounding out a Metacritic, 
63 Metascore and a 3.8 user score. So continuing the trend of every Matrix movie being rated lower than the one before it. So that's the baseline. That's the general consensus. But what were your thoughts? What were your first impressions? I mean, it, it rates higher than the third one. <laughs> no. 64% fresh. On oh, you're looking at, right. I'm sorry. Looking at IMDb, <laughs> um, which is where I, I usually oh, look yeah, at everything. Yeah. No, it drops you. from a no, 6.8 to a 5.7. That's a huge drop. No, you're right. With the yep. way that IMDb ratings um, go. In terms of my first impressions, so a couple of years ago, Disney bought Star Wars. Five years, yeah. And they were like, you know what? Let's re- let's let's make more Star Wars movie in the quote-unquote Skywalker saga. Big quotes, big air quotes here. And I went and saw The Force Awakens. And I was shocked beyond shocked that in, in whatever year that came out, what was it, 2017, 2016? Doesn't matter. Yeah, one of the two. That they managed to do a shot-for-shot remake of A New Hope. And lots of people really, really, really liked it. It's, it's one of the higher rated ones. I didn't necessarily enjoy that. I, I didn't like how they, they told the same story again. I was actually fascinated that in this movie, they managed to somehow do that, but not do it at the same time. Spoilers in 321 if anyone hasn't watched it. Neo, Thomas Anderson, is a video game developer, designer, who in fact created a trilogy of games called The Matrix. Super Essentially, meta. a story, <laughs> right? He he makes video games based on the original three events, the mo- the events that take place in the first three movies, and he is in the Matrix, a new Matrix. Yes, I guess. Well, it, it, I, I guess it would still be the Matrix, but a, right. a new Matrix. Yes, you yeah. are correct. And he has to be broken out again <laughs> by Morpheus and uh, uh, a bunch of people, but not Morpheus and. I, I think what what makes it work for me is when they decided to do because this isn't necessarily a shot for shot remake. They, they do in fact use very similar scenes, but they at least had the courtesy to play the scene in the original movie at the same time or like right before it's about to happen. Or they acknowledge that they're doing it on purpose. Oh sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Like when he's when he's talking to that guy and his his mouth starts cut co- like the guy's mouth starts covering over and then we have Neo have the same thing. I, I think he even talks about the first time we met, it was like you were being interrogated by an FBI agent when he in fact was being interrogated by an FBI agent, right? I liked this movie. I don't think I loved it. I think it was it's about 20 minutes too long. I think there's some scenes that could have probably been cut. The biggest thing I definitely wish would have been cut was the Merovingian returning. Standing off in the corner making stupid comments. Like, there's got to be some, like, I don't know what the point of that was, but I could have done without it. But, um, yeah, no, I liked it. I don't think I loved it, but I liked it. How about you? I disliked it entirely. So let's go back. Let's just go down this rabbit hole. The Force Awakens, nice. which came out in 2015, by the way. Mm, okay. So it's been six years. So I think it came around wintertime. Yeah. Sure, sure. Is not a shot for shot remake of A New Hope. Okay. <laughs> I think that's hyperbole. And I think I, I hear that repeated by a lot of people who just want to hate on it. There it's are a lot movie. of analogs. And I'm not denying that. There's lots of ways that it's heavily inspired. It's not quite remake, but it's definitely a rehash of a very similar story. Okay, very good. So Matrix Resurrections, after watching the first three movies, I honestly was like, I don't know how they're making a fourth one. I don't get it. Like this, this was a beginning, a middle, an end some extra content in the Animatrix and whatnot and, you know, whatever. But Neo's story had a literal beginning, middle, and end. Like, it finished. So I was like, okay, 
well, it's Resurrection, so I'm going to guess. I didn't, and I didn't see any trailers, so I was like, okay, I bet they're going to revive him, and I'm, I'm sure Trinity or something, which is kind of what they did with the film. I heavily disliked the use of the same of like of playing scenes from the original movie in the background or the original movies, I should say, or him having a flashback and it's just scenes from the original film. I get why they did it. Like I just didn't care for it. I would have rather them had that scene, them acknowledge that it was the same through dialogue, like which they did and then just move past it. And we can get to new ground, but instead it's literally just, it's not, it's rehashing some of the same themes but without any extra new substance. So I'm, I'm harping back to the story before I talk about anything else. It's not a story about the Matrix. It's not a story about the greater humanity or what have you. Not, not really. I mean, there's some little inklings of that or the machines and whatnot. You know, mostly this feels like just a story about Neo and him waking up in Matrix 2.0 and, and going about doing whatever he's doing. I didn't quite and maybe i missed it i didn't quite understand why they even cared like why did i forget the character's name bugs i think bubs bugs whatever the captain of the ship why did she care to wake up neo what does it matter because he woke her up yeah but that's but it doesn't she goes through they're going through all of this trouble and they're on zion and then they leave like all of this extra stuff and then they go save trinity because neo wants to like there's a lot of risking other people's lives for his own personal gang the action scenes are lackluster. They look 20 years old. It's like they haven't evolved with the genre at all. The best part about this movie, it's only, like in my opinion, it's only redeeming factor is, I don't know, it felt like 10 minutes, but it was probably, you know, th- three to five minutes where Thomas Anderson's business partner in the video game company tells them that they have to make a fourth matrix. So Warner Brothers is going to wants us to make the movie and they and they're going to make or excuse me they want us to make the game and they're going to make this game with or without us. So we've got to play ball. He's like they can do that? I didn't think they could do that. And he's like, "Yeah, apparently they can." And then they spitball. They spend 5 minutes spitballing ideas for new matrix because they're being forced to make a new matrix. And that uh, that meta commentary on Hollywood and the fact that they just name dropped Warner Brothers in the middle, I really, really enjoyed that. And if the movie had stayed with that tone, I probably really, really liked it. I would have been like, okay, this is kind of a continuation. It's kind of a parody uh, and a a meta commentary on a lot of things. But instead, it just devolves into generic action. Keanu Reeves, quote unquote, still knows Kung Fu. Mostly it's just force push and stop this and do that. And no, he's no longer the one. It was always the two. Uh, and Neil Patrick Harris puts a, a good, you know, does a great job. He does a good job as the villain. I, 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 it was believable. Not having Lawrence Fishburne. I mean, I guess they made it part of the story, right? Where it's 60 years in the future. So it doesn't really matter. Having the little girl program from the, the last movie. Uh, show up was pretty interesting like as an adult program i guess programs grow uh, that makes sense like i liked that tie-in not having hugo weaving in the movie like i kept waiting for that to happen i kept waiting for the dude's face to wiggle around and him become hugo weaving actual agent smith instead of whatever this copy is it felt it was just lackluster in that regard i I feel like i've talked for too long already i didn't (laughs) like this movie it did not need to be made it was and, and, and I don't want to call it a cash grab because 
all movies are cash grabs. Like, let's just get it out of the way. Movies are a business. They made new Star Wars movies because people wanted new Star Wars movies. They continue to to reboot things because people want the stories. They like those characters, but they want something new and it sells. So we can sit here and complain about all that all day long. Really, we should complain about the quality thereof. And the quality of this is you could the, the, the Wachowskis or Miss Wachowski didn't want to make this movie. That's what it feels like. It feels like they're like, hey, you have to do this. And she goes, well, I'm, I'll do it. I'm going to make you regret it. I'm going to kill the whole franchise right now. And I, I, think, just, I don't yeah. think that's how it went down. Maybe, maybe not. But I, it felt that I th- way. I feel like if I remember right. So this is from Wikipedia. Oh. Following the release of Revolutions, the Wachowskis denied the possibility of another Matrix film. The rumors emerged since then about a possible fourth Matrix film and the studio constantly expressed interest in reviving the franchise. Hiring Zach Penn to write a new screenplay after the Wachowskis refused every offer to create more sequels. In late 2019, a fourth Matrix film was finally announced with Lana Wachowski returning as director without her sister and Reese and Moss reprising their roles. So it sounds to me like they wanted to, like they they didn't want to at the time, but then yeah. in 2019 they were like, okay, I guess I'll make it. Well, uh, that's it doesn't, the thing, it doesn't, right? It doesn't it, sound like anyone was forced I to do forced. anything. I say forced. Forced in a very general term. I don't think anyone's contractually obligated. No one was, you know, kept in a basement until they agreed to direct a fourth Matrix movie. But we are missing a Wachowski. So we're saying they, but really they, one of them came back to do this. And it just, like I said, it just doesn't feel, it doesn't have the same soul, for lack of a better term, as the other ones did. It It doesn't feel like it's part of the same story. It doesn't have the same feel to it. Now, I have a friend who watched this and something they really enjoyed, they pointed out, and I'm stealing that to share with everyone, is that, you know, in the first three movies, the Matrix is dark. It's gray. It's very drab. It's, it's, it's green. And then this new one. Because you're supposed to be seeing it through the filter. Yeah. Yeah. And this new one, everything just looks like normal. Like it's very bright. There's lots of light. There's lots of color. It's very, it feels different. It feels like a different place, which I mean, it is, right? It's a new matrix or whatever. You know, the cinematography and the direction is, is pretty good. Nothing taken away from the actual, the effort put into making the movie. I don't think it was, I don't feel like it was low effort, but you have a fourth, you have a fourth movie as a sequel to a, a I don't know if I want to use the word beloved, but a very much appreciated trilogy of films. It's written by different people. It doesn't have most of the original actors in it. It keeps the titular, or not titular, it keeps the the couple of the main characters and then gets rid of the other ones or straight recasts them in an odd way, which which Neo doesn't really question. He's like, oh yeah, you're Morpheus. Yeah, cool. He just kind of going with the flow again, which is... I mean, he he created what he looks like. That's true. That's true. I I, I I forgot about that, yeah. (laughs) He literally programmed his appearance. What are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, it's just... I get it. He just gets over it very, very quickly. Yeah, I don't think it's worth it at all. I'm just jumping ahead here. I don't think it's worth going and seeing in the theater. If you're a huge fan of The Matrix, it's a coin flip. Whether you like it or not, I don't think it detracts from the other ones. It doesn't like retcon anything. It doesn't necessarily contradict any of them, but it's very, it is very much, hey, uh, we had this trilogy of movies and we killed our main characters at the end of it. And yeah, figure out how to make a fourth one. And and, and anything you do, there's probably going to be contrived. So good effort. Not, not a fan of the result. That's fair. Yeah. Is that all you got to say? But I just talked for like twenty minutes. And you're like, yeah. I, I, I said my I said my piece. I, I liked it. I know. 
<laughs> I, I just I just don't necessarily think that's a problem. Sure. Recasting some of the characters, I think, was probably the better idea. I'm going to say something really controversial. Uh-oh. I don't love Hugo Weaving's performance as Agent Smith. And I think the, the reason why is because I don't like what they did with the Smith character in the second and third movie. It doesn't matter. Well, I feel like, well, what I don't like about it is they're like, hey, we're going to make this movie and you're going to be in it. And he's like, cool. And they're like, cool, man, we're going to make some sequels. And he's like, great. And then they didn't know what to necessarily do. So they just kind of shoehorned him into a bunch of other things, like a bunch of other people. Now, I get it. He becomes the opposite of the one, right? Mm -hmm. Like they even say, if I remember right in the third movie, why is he acting like this? And they say, well, you're an anomaly. He's what he's the response to your anomaly, right? He becomes an anomaly in and of itself. I just I just didn't like that. That doesn't like doesn't matter. Like you you're you're saying that oh well that actor they should replace that actor because I didn't like what he, they did with him in the story. Like no, the character like Hugo Weaving plays that character. Whether or not you like right. that character or not, recasting is an odd choice. I said I, I I'm saying I preferred the method that they chose. I didn't want old ass Hugo Weaving trying to do kung fu. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want old ass Lawrence Fishburne trying to do camp kung fu. It's just what it is. Well, he doesn't um, have. I mean, they don't have to do kung fu, but just he, I don't know if they can uh, if they can make Mark Hamill look young for the twenty seconds and Mandalorian. Look, I think they can. Look, I was fi- I was fine. I was fine with the casting choices. Yeah. I, 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 in fact, probably enjoyed this cast more than I enjoyed the cast of uh, the third one. So, All for right. what it's worth. We can talk about the games real quick. You want to talk about the games? Did you play any of them? No. Okay. I wasn't a fan of The Matrix. I never play, I never got into playing the games or watching or uh, reading anything. Or So, Enter the Matrix uh, came out in 03. It's a story about Ghost and Niobe, played by Anthony Wong and Jada Pinkett Smith, respectively. I think they even reprised their roles for this game. Not a good game. Hmm. Into the Matrix was not a very good game. In fact, it's probably one of the worst ones I've ever played. Then there was The Matrix Online, which was an MMORPG, which I think I played at a friend's house. Yeah. And he really enjoyed it. And I think I've created a new character. But um, my favorite part about it is when creating a new character, the player is given the choice between taking a blue pill that will return them to their former life. Parentheses. Quit the game. Uh, and then there was uh, Path of Neo, which came out in 2005, which also wasn't very good. And then apparently in 2021, they decided to make a um, a technical demonstration for Unreal 5. Did you see any of it? Yeah, I saw some clips from it. Yeah. The Matrix Awakens. Oh, that was, uh, I didn't. I haven't it's just a tech demo, done anything so it's, on it's it. It's pretty. Yeah, but yeah. Um, kind of cool. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure how they didn't make great gains. When they had the like, when they had the chance, I guess. Like, I mean, how hard is it? Like, how easy is it to make a game based on a story in which you can manipulate your environment when you're in the Matrix? I don't know. It seemed kind of weird that it wasn't very good. Well, it's because well, what story are you trying to tell? Any of them. I mean, are you just making a, a re? Like, are you rehashing a movie? Are you doing something new? I don't know. There's lots of reasons. Look, look there, there. I, I take that back. There actually was a really good Matrix game. It was called Max Payne. <laughs> it was made by Rockstar. Uh, no. And I really liked it. And I, I really played it. No, it wasn't. Was it not? The third one was made by Rockstar, yeah. I don't think. Oh, maybe they just, maybe they just published it, Maybe it was. It, right? Maybe they just, well, maybe they, yeah, maybe they just published it. But it was made by Remedy. Yes, 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 thank you. It was, there was an R in there I knew somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. yeah. Fair enough. Okay. So split decision on a lot of this. It's obviously the, that game. the Matrix is, 
it's splitting the sci-fi wise guys as far as what we liked and what we didn't like obviously it hits a lot of different genres and a lot of different themes a lot of people are going to like it for different reasons or not like it for different reasons and that's okay any closing thoughts uh no i don't think so me neither i don't think it's worth the price of subscription oh you enjoyed it yeah i mean i had fun but i like it's too long it's two hours and 27 minutes very long it's so long. It was just like, I, uh, <laughs> it was like, very, I was, I, as much as I, like, as much fun as I had, I can't recommend, I cannot recommend a movie in which I'm waiting for the ending to happen. You know what I mean? Like, no, yeah. yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. So, well, I want to thank everyone for listening. Please let us know what you thought. Obviously we're at a split decision as far as whether it was good at all. Um, you can reach out to us at sci-fi wise guys at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at sci-fi wise guys and uh, let us know what you think or give us suggestions for better things to watch and review or is as the case worse things we'll watch it and let you know how much uh, we hated it in the meantime remember to stay healthy stay hydrated and uh, if anyone offers you a blue and red pill just leave you don't have to do that (laughs) go back to your life man you would have been fine i mean unless it's like a stop you from having a heart attack kind of yeah if it's a doctor and he says take this you should probably take it (laughs) but if you're kidnapped and taken to an old hotel and given some pills (laughs) maybe don't take those pills man weird stuff starts happening i mean or do i mean no 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 no. if you if you want it to end go ahead and take them yeah yeah. um (laughs) don't do it oh thank oh thank god (laughs) (laughs) i've been waiting for this thanks guys (laughs) appreciate it Why are you disappointed about that? I, I shared that with you a month ago. Why are you upset about that? I just, yeah, first one's kind of boring. You really like first you, one. You're the one who told me to play it and how much you liked it. What, how did you like the spinoff? Alan Wake? I don't remember telling you to like to play Alan Wake. Yeah, I watched you play it and you were really enjoying it. When? Uh, in the prison. Like in 2010? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, didn't fin- I, didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't finish it. Yeah. It was kind of cool at the beginning, but it was, I don't know. just kind of felt the same. Uh, so the new one is, um, so have you played Control? No, it's on my desktop. Yeah, you should play it. Um, the There's a Easter egg in there where the events of Alan Wake take place in the same universe as Control. And there's even a DLC where that involves Alan Wake. The new movie, the new, not movie, the new game is supposed to be um, a different genre. It's supposed to be survival horror as opposed cool. to whatever the story of the first one. So, which the first one was supposed to be a survival horror game open world and all this and they just they reiterated and reiterated it but uh but no i'm i'm looking forward to it. i like remedy's work and it's cool to see them build on something they've done before and it be a different genre a different a ta- a, their take on that genre it's pretty interesting we'll see we'll see when it comes out